you, Father God. We love your presence. We recognize your nearness. Father, more than we want to uh, accomplish anything this morning, we want to steward your presence well. More than we need to get through our agenda or work through what needs to happen, Lord, we want to just sit at your feet. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would increase our capacity to love you. Yes, God. That you would teach us how to do this gentleness, in your wisdom, in your fathering nature, Lord, teach us how, how to love you well. Teach us how to, how to, how to linger, how to not rush through the motions, but to just, just to be with you. Lord, we fix our affection on you. We fix our attention on you. We love you and we want to delight in you this morning. Become the delight of our heart. Jesus. move a, a little slow this morning because there's just a, a tenderness there's a nearness that God has and, and so um, we just want to be sensitive to that we want to steward that well and it's so kind of the Lord to lead our service this way because as he's been preparing my heart this week it's been about the, the Luke 10 account of Mary and Martha and, and Jesus comes to town and Martha invites him into the house and Martha is so concerned and so busy with getting all the stuff right with oh we've got to prepare the meal and we've got to clean this room and we've got to set out chairs and you know, all the stuff that needs to be done and Mary her sister is just seated at the feet of Jesus just adoring him listening to him, paying attention to him. And, and Martha's missing it, not with ill intent. We don't read it and think, oh, she's a terrible, sinful woman, but she's, she's missing the greatest thing. And she's irritated that she's having to do all the work herself. And she comes over and she says, Jesus, isn't this unfair? Tell Mary to help me. Pull her away from at your feet to go into the other room and, and do something. And Jesus says, no, Martha, you're worried and concerned about a bunch of things, but Mary has found the best thing, and it won't be taken away from her. And I think it's interesting that there are times where we can be in the same room that Jesus is in, but if our mind is concerned about other things, good things, things that need to get done, we can totally miss his presence in a way that could transform us. And the Lord's been speaking to this to me. Last week I was, I was in our service and my head was in the production and cameras and lights and live stream. And 
all that stuff. I was Martha. And Luna comes in, my wife, and, and we're not 30 seconds into the first song. And she's like, oh, I can feel the Lord. And I'm thinking, I don't feel anything. The live stream's having troubles and issues and whatever. And I was, I was Martha, and she was Mary, and the Lord was reminding me gently. Yeah, she's, she's crying, and I'm like, you know, none of this is working. I got to, you know, Lord, send Mary over here to have someone to help me. And then later on that night and into the next morning, I was just blown away with how close Jesus was. That just the whisper of a chorus of a song, and I'm overwhelmed with his presence. That we were helping out at, at another church. Luna was helping with the, the worship, and I was tagging along with the kids. And, uh, and they had started the announcements. It wasn't even like the good part of the service. And, uh, and I was just saying, Lord, I'm, I'm here for you. And, you know, I was able to take off the Martha hat and put on my Mary and just, oh, instantly, his presence was there. And there's something so beautiful about this, that he's as near as we allow him to be, that he's as close as we want him to be. And, and I just keep thinking back to Martha and Mary in the same small house, there wasn't a physical distance that was separating. Martha could likely hear what Jesus was saying, but Mary was hearing it from his feet. And that position of, of going low, that humility, the nearness, the dearness. And Martha was serving, and you know, we've talked a lot about the, the Matthew 7. Many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these good things? the John 14, if you love me, obey the commands. And, and there's certainly a time and a place for this. We need to be people who obey God and serve God and do what he says. But if we get to a place where we've done it all, and doing the stuff, but we're not doing it without the oil of intimacy, then it, it doesn't matter. Like We've got to be at his feet. We've got to be in love with him. All of those works, all of those things have to just come from the love of God and the nearness that we find at his feet. Yeah. So in, in Luke, Luke 10, Mary and Martha, Jesus kind of corrects Martha. Later on, we see in, in John's gospel that that Lazarus is dying, and they send word to Jesus, the sisters do. And Jesus tells his disciples, uh, we're not going to go. This won't end in death. And just as a side note, Lazarus dies. <laughs> and Jesus wasn't wrong, because later on, he resurrects him. But this, is, this was something in the prayer room that was hitting me, and I think this is for someone today might be in a situation where the word of the Lord is that your situation won't end in death, but you're looking at it and in the natural, it's very much dead. And, and, the, and, and Jesus is reminding us, hey, this will not end in death. Even if there is death, it won't end in death. And so I don't know if that's like a situation with a family member that the Lord's saying, oh, they'll come back. And you're like, it does not look like they'll come back. And he's saying, no, 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 they'll come back. 
circumstances or whatever, a marriage or a struggle or an issue, but just that caught my attention this morning. I felt like that was forcing my men. But the Lord's saying, this won't end in death and everyone around him is like, but he's definitely dead. It will not end in death. But anyways, the story finally, Jesus brings the disciples and they come back. Lazarus has been dead for a few days and Martha comes out. She's the first to come out and talk to Jesus. And she says, oh, if you had been here, you know, you could have healed him while he was sick. And he talks about the resurrection. She's like, yeah. She runs back and she gets Mary. And Mary comes out. And Mary says the exact same things that Martha does, but Mary says it at the feet of Jesus. When she sees him, she throws herself at the feet. And so in the, in the first story, she's at the feet of Jesus. In the second story, she's at the feet of Jesus. And then there's a third time in John 12. Jesus is close to going to the cross. And she comes in and she is weeping at his feet. And she is pouring out this expensive perfume at his feet again. Three times we see Mary, and all three times she's at the feet of Jesus. And it's just beautiful that, like, she's found, she's found the lover of her soul, she's found, she's found her groom, she's found her everything, and she has, has continued to call out and to be intimate. She understands positionally that she's not a servant. She's not someone who's kept at arm's length, but she's welcomed in to love. What she was doing made a lot of people uncomfortable. Like it seemed like, whoa, 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 there's a lot of PDA going on here. Like I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. And she was pouring out her, her, her love, pouring out her affection. And in the same way that Martha was in the room and Mary was in the same room but they were experiencing Jesus differently. In John 12 Mary is in the room anointing Jesus with this precious perfume, this precious oil and there are other people in the room but they're not experiencing Jesus in the same way. We can come to church in routine or we can come and our minds can be somewhere else busy week or a difficult morning complicated day that we have ahead of us or just cares and worries of life and it can pull us out of this position even though we can be in the same room and I just want to encourage you all this morning like there is a love and there is a preciousness at the feet of Jesus there is life there is, is joy there is lightness there is rescue. There is uh, a saving from whatever it is you're facing. There is a, a salvation. There is a, all these beautiful things. There's so much goodness when we run to the feet of Jesus. Not when we run to a, a church service. Not when we run to a, a devotional. Not when we run to a Bible reading plan. Even though all those things are good, serving God is, is really good. And if, if anything, like, we're a church that tries to serve God well, but, but to love Him is our highest aim. And so maybe you've been in a position where you're going through the routines, but it feels dry. I, I want you to, to just recalibrate your heart to say, okay, I'm not going to be Martha, I'm going to be 
going to be Mary. I'm not going to be, even the disciples were missing it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be like Mary. I'm going to be just at his feet, pouring out everything I have. And there's an intimacy that's found there. And so Lord, we just worship you today. Jesus, we fix our eyes on you. We position our hearts at your feet. know what it looks like and really it's probably less about what we can do and more about who you are Martha was concerned with what she could do she said well I can do this I can do this I can do this and Mary was just concerned with who Jesus was and so when we come with our with our little sacrifice of time Pour it out to Jesus. It's not about the works that we can do, but it's about who he is. And so we fix our eyes on the one who is wonderful, who is eternal, who was and is and will always be, the one who is love, the one who is mercy, the one who is goodness. Yeah, Holy Spirit, teach us how to, how to abide Teach us how to dwell in your love. Teach us how to fix our eyes on you and not get distracted, not to worry or care. Teach us how to hold and balance this duality and this both-and nature of the kingdom. We are called to serve you. We're called to obey you. But the highest goal is just to at his feet and yet still manage everything else in our, in our day I'm reminded to always look at Jesus he's the perfect example he's the visible image of an invisible God and when the disciples asked him hey can you show us the father he says if you've seen me you've seen the father I am I am God and so we we look at Jesus as our perfect example and he didn't trying to say this right. He definitely celebrated what Mary did sitting at his feet. But there was certainly a responsibility that he and the disciples, he, he sent them out and the, and the going and the, and the thing. So there's this balance. There's this both and. And what I was learning this last week and reflecting on as I kind of meditate with the Lord is there. So I'd already, I'd already mentioned last Sunday was dry. I'm trying to do the this Sunday's been totally different. And, the, and the, the big difference in that is I don't, I didn't come in last week with a ton of prayer saying, God, I, I need you to help me with these cameras. Lord, I, if I don't move the joystick with your inspiration, it won't work. I, I came in thinking, I've been doing this for years. It's sort of an old hat. I can, I can do that. But speaking is totally different. God, I can't get up here and just give my own thoughts or like do whatever. God, I, I need you. And so the difference is asking God to be in those moments when we have to do other things. I've got small children and so there are two small humans that are very dependent on me. 
One of them's potty training, and so she can't even use the bathroom without me. And so that's humbling for both of us. And it would be easy to think, okay, God, I'm at your feet now, but as soon as this is over, like, I gotta get them fed, like, I gotta help them with this, I gotta do this, and that will take me away from your feet. That's how we, nor we normally think, oh, God, I have all these responsibilities. I, I will leave your feet and I will go do those things. But because we have the Holy Spirit residing in us, we can do all of those things with God. In the same way that we see Jesus, like, he pours himself out in ministry to other people, but he never, he never had kind of this separation between, oh, well, I'm going away to pray because that's when I'm at the feet of God, and now I'll go do the works without God. It's not this, I'm getting filled up so that I can pour out. Even though that's sometimes the language we use, that's, that's really kind of a broken metaphor. It's useful at times, but it's altogether broken. What we're doing is we are constantly plugged in. We are a, we are a corded vacuum that stops running as soon as the plug gets pulled, right? We are constantly plugged in to the Lord in order to be useful. We are constantly plugged in at his feet positionally in our hearts, loving him and abiding in him. And that is how we become fruitful. That's, that's the whole chapter John, John, that's the whole chapter of John 15. He says, abide in me and I in you and without this, you, you can't bear any fruit if you get separated from and so we know that passage, but we forget it sometimes. We forget that it applies to parenting, or it applies to our jobs, or it applies to our day, or it applies to you know, cleaning the house, or doing carpool. It, it applies to all the mundane moments of our life that we get to live constantly at the feet of Jesus. It's not just a Sunday morning, or a Wednesday night, or a Tuesday prayer sets at 7 a.m., it is, it is every moment when we learn, like, positionally how, how to do that. And so, Holy Spirit, help us to learn how to, how to do both of these together. That it's not two hats that we take one off and put the other one on. But it is, it is something that we become, we become, I don't know, at the same time. That we are at your feet as we serve others. We are at your feet as we go about your day. We are at your feet at the grocery store and we are at your feet in the carpool line. And we are at your feet at our desk and we are at your feet when we are putting the kids to bed. And we are at your feet when we are mowing the lawn and we are at your feet in all these different ways. Lord, that our intimacy would fuel everything else that we do, that we wouldn't have to leave this place of worship and adoration to go about our that was what Martha thought. Martha thought I could either be at his feet or I could serve him. But now that we have Holy Spirit inside us, there's this beautiful opportunity to serve him at his feet. That even our, our devotion time and our, our quiet times and our morning times and our prayer times and our reading times, all of that can be at his feet. And it doesn't ever have to take us away from him because we're studying something or doing something. And in our going, in our days, it doesn't have to take us away from you, Lord, but instead it's, it's with you. This is good. This feels like a, like a guided meditation. Like we're going to talk about this. We're going to you know, ask the Lord, pray, talk about this more. The, the teacher in me wants to, wants to get to the, the practice we talked about. Like, okay, don't be a Martha. 
just do and do and do, like sit at his feet. We talked about, okay, but also like if you've got children, like stuff has to get done, diapers have to get changed, meals have to get made, so, so we can't just have 18-hour church services. And so, and so where's the, the, the balance isn't so much a, a time balance, but it's taking, taking Jesus with you in everything that you do. To the Lord, the way I interact with my wife is my life is seated at His feet. But the, the practicals of that, like Jesus isn't any longer a, a man that we can go to a place and, and sit in His physical feet now. It's whatever, and it's not even the body of God isn't isn't a church building; it's the, the people. And so, just like what does that look like? The practicality of it. And what I want to say is. first time he answers, so there's this level of, of sovereignty that's involved, that when we sit at the feet of Jesus, sometimes he chooses to do things, and, and it's kind of irregardless of what we're doing, and sometimes the grace of God is just that he encounters us because someone else in the room was doing something right, and we just walk in with all our junk, and he meets us because of his goodness, and then other times, we do everything quote-unquote right, and, and we still don't feel anything special. But we know that we're sowing to the Spirit, and so that someday we will reap to the Spirit. And so there's, there's this element of, I don't know. And the teacher in me wants to give you guys, like, you know, three quick points, and you do this, this, and this, and then I guarantee you'll feel God. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I know that we keep pressing Him, and we keep getting close, and we keep making time for Him, and we carry Him into all the other things that we have to do that we don't think are church and we don't think are religious and we don't think are like giving glory to God and we carry him into those things so that they do and we live a whole life that's that's in one sense at his feet but in another sense is is very productive like we're not we're not
not so heavenly minded that we're not any earthly good. Like we are, we are, we are this both and. And I just keep coming back to that phrase because so much of the kingdom of God is both and. How is he merciful and just? How does, how does he judge the world rightly and keep no record of wrongs? How, how does he love us and call us to a place of, of not doing anything and yet change the whole world by it? How, how do we go out and, and carry his commands and, and you know, all these different things? So I, I wrestle with it and it's this beautiful tension that he calls us into of, of the both and nature He gives us even more in return. Like there's still like, God, I thought I poured myself out. I thought that's what you wanted. And now you're filling me up and just, I don't know. I don't know. But I want to I want to invite you into this journey of not knowing and this dialogue with the Lord of God, what is what does it look like this week to be at your feet? What does it look like this week to, to just go low and to love you and to pour out my life at you? And where are the areas, Lord? This is a beautiful prayer. God, show me the areas where I've been more Martha and where I need to be more Mary. So, Father, we we open up our hearts to you. We ask that you would guide us. Speak to us, Lord, and identify those areas of our hearts that need to change. Lord, we submit to your leadership. Lord, we submit to your lordship. We submit to your your ruling authority. And, Lord, we, we surrender having to figure it all out intellectually. Lord, where you are both and in so many different ways. Lord, we don't, we don't have to understand it. We give that up. But we want to be obedient. And we want to be, want to be in love with you. And we want, to, we want to operate out of your presence. And we want to abide in you. And we want to stay close to you. And we want to sit at your feet. So Lord, teach us how to do put those desires in us and remind us that when we get busy, remind us, call us back, say, hey, remember, remember to come. going to share something I just felt the Lord say, nope, not now. So I'm not going to share that. you just to catch, I feel like, what the Lord was doing here this morning. Uh, this response in, in worship is just, it's what it, this is, is this is that as we were singing back, we're just singing back to the Lord. We're just, there's these, there's these moments of just, of spontaneous, like just prophetic words, just to go back to the Lord. And this is so important. Uh, this is not normally how we do this, but just felt like this is what we were supposed to do this morning in the moment. It wasn't like this was planned, by the way. Um, <laughs> like Andrew was going to get up and teach, and, and uh, I love <laughs> just that, that pivot that when the Lord's doing something, 
even as he's talking about being a, a Mary versus Martha, that the Lord actually puts him in the Mary position instead of the Martha position. <laughs> uh, he's so good. I'm just going to read this. No, not even going to do that. We're going to just, uh, would you guys just stand? Here's what I am going to do. I did this yesterday. I felt the Lord say, begin to, to do this. There's a, we, we were doing this for a while, just kind of commissioning you guys. And let me say, when we, when we have this love, when we carry Christ on the inside of us, when we carry the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and it's overflowing, let it overflow to those around you, that there would be no fear, no, no worry about what people think. They might not like you because you're telling them about Jesus, but when you do it from a position of loving them, not out of obligation, not out of something that I, and I'm a Christian, I gotta share the gospel with people, but no, when, you, when you're a lover of Jesus, you're gonna share that love with everyone around you. We're called to love those around us. And I just, I was seeing that Isaiah 58, the fast that he calls his people to. And as we go out and break chains of injustice and we set the oppressed free and we, we, we love those who, who have nothing and we bless them with physical needs, we take care of them, we put clothes on people's back and we, we reach out give what we have to others There's, but it's out of the, this overflow of his love that he that we have with him this relationship that we go I, I, I want to have the same heart that the father has same heart that Jesus has for those around us and it says that in that your light will begin to break forth like the dawn there is a shift that is about to happen in the church there's a power and an authority that when we come back to our first love, when we come back to this oneness with Him, that he, he begins to lead us by His Spirit again. We begin to move and do the very things that He does have for us to do. And it's not out of a Martha position, it's actually out of a Mary position. So would you just put your hands out and uh, we're going we're gonna to end with a song of worship. And this was a, it's just a commission so first Lord I just thank you for, for what you're doing thank you Lord that we're coming back to you in the deeper Lord that you're leading us into the deeper waters that all the other things in this world that are fitting that are worth nothing Lord that we would leave those behind we would run to you so Lord I commission everyone in the